This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. You may have seen uh, a couple of weeks ago, Amazon announced that it was going to be uh, opening up its first uh, physical location for retail. It is going to be a clothing store called Amazon Style to be located in the Los Angeles suburb of Glendale, California. And it continues an expansion that seems reverse of what most retailers are doing. Amazon obviously gaining prominence in e-commerce and now adding the bricks and mortar locations. So will this work and what does it mean for the structure of Amazon? Santiago Galino is an associate professor of operations, information and decisions at the Wharton School and he joins us with more. Santiago, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, Dan. Yes, doing well, and thank you very much for inviting me to the show. Thank you. So when this was announced, give us your your general thoughts uh, on uh, the potential impact of Amazon making a move like this. Yes, I, I I thought it was interesting, and I think this falls into the different attempts that Amazon has been doing over the years to to put a step into the physical world. I think that they they try uh, and, and they still operate the Amazon Books. Uh, then they also started with Amazon Go, the, the, the stores that you can um, walk out without the need to stop uh, at, at a cashier with your app. Uh, they bought Whole Food, uh, and I think that they've been trying they've been trying for many years now to to expand into the physical world. I thought that this was interesting because. Uh, they are now trying to step into fashion, which is uh, which is a very very challenging uh, very challenging retail sector to to play in, in in the physical space. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what they try to do there. Then let me ask you about the operations because I think a lot of the discussion around Amazon is really from an operational perspective how they. Uh, how they operate uh, in terms of their e-commerce operations. But this becomes, uh, I think, a component that's new. But I'm, I'm wondering if it has that much significant impact on how they run their company to begin with. Yes, so I, I think that this is, this is going to be a, an interesting challenge for them because the, 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 the fashion business is, is one that requires a lot of uh, excellent execution. I, I'm not saying that you don't need to... to do excellent execution in other parts of retail, but fashion will require you to have uh, products coming to the store that are matching the needs of, of those customers that are looking for that trendy uh, piece of apparel that they saw online and they want to try it on and use it that night for a party or they want to use it for a particular event. And, and the availability of the product becomes crucial. At the same time, you start to add the complexity of different sizes, different colors, and all these uh, push you towards uh, being uh, an excellent uh, ex- executor in the in the physical store. And I think that this is this is something that um, I, I think we have yet to see if Amazon can actually do something as great as they've done on the online space. Because if mm-hmm. you think about the disruption and the size and the, the traction that they have when you think of online shopping, it, it's clear that Amazon is, is, is a fantastic player and they have done a lot of things. But if I think back into the other categories that they try to disrupt, in a sense, and they put their, 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 their foot into with Amazon Books, Whole Foods, the Amazon four-star stores, 
mm-hmm. I think that as a customer, I, I need to confess that I've been a little bit underwhelmed. I, I, I mean, there's nothing yeah. wrong with the, those locations, but at the same time, there's nothing game-changing that will make me think of uh, Amazon as my, my my first stop when I go to a physical store, like, like it probably is when I think in terms of my online transactions. And I think that this is going to be a challenge because there are many well-established brands on the fashion and and and, and uh, garment uh, space that they have been excelling at this for many years now. And even some good, interesting brands that have made that transition from online to physical with success. So I, if I need to say, I, I'm still wondering how much of a of, of, of a disruption they can create in in the physical world, and and that's for me yet to be seen. What's been your thoughts then on, on companies who start out e-commerce, but then decide to add in the bricks and mortar? And I'm, I'm thinking specifically Warby Parker. That seemingly is, is the one that a lot of people draw attention to, the, the eyeglass uh, uh, makers. Um, what's your thought on, on that type of mindset, especially in this e-commerce world we, we live in right now? Yes, I think that those are, in general, I think, move that makes sense and, and, and are interesting. And, and it's good that you mentioned the example of Warby Parker because they have uh, the, the, the need to move into a stronger physical presence that was driven by, I, I think, mainly two factors. One, that over time it gets more and, and more expensive to attract customers online. I mean, the, the advertisement for online companies is, is, is getting more and more expensive each day. And at the same time, you can add and bring a different experience when you interact with the customer in the physical world. And I think Warby Parker understood that very well. They thought that there was an opportunity for them to attract new customers that were not aware of the brand, a brand that was tested and successful in the online space, and now they can expand their reach. And at the same time, when they did that move, they really put an emphasis on the experience that you get when you go to the store. And, and I think that if you are thinking of your company as an omni-channel company that has both, uh, both fronts open, I think it makes sense to think of the offering in the same terms, that you're going to be taking care of your customer regardless of whether that customer is approaching you online or in a physical store. And I think there are other examples of companies that have been able to do this uh, successfully. When it comes to Amazon, like I was mentioning before, I think that uh, probably many of us have only good things to say about our online experience. But as a customer, the few times I went to the to the physical stores, I thought it, it was a little bit underwhelming, mainly because you don't get that experiential component that I think, again, to, to, to your point, Warby Parker was able to, to achieve when they make the transition. Then you go right. to an, one of these uh, Amazon uh, stores. Again, I haven't been because they didn't open the style yet. But the other ones, yeah. that I think that there's still a gap there that they can probably cover. I also wanted to ask you just about the, the general mindset of Omnichannel, which I, I know is something that you uh, focus on as well, uh, about uh, you know having – this pattern, this mindset that these companies have on using as many touch points as possible. And in this case, with with a company like Amazon, which certainly has a boatload of touch points to begin with, adding this to their mix. Yes. yeah, I think that the, the companies are uh, nowadays becoming more and more omnichannel. 
mainly driven by the fact that us, the customers, are, are omnichannel, right? So if you walk to a store of a brand, that, you know, they offer uh, things online, you, you really, today, you really don't care much whether you bought the product online, you wanted to return in the store, you went to the store and you showed the, the person that is helping you that you saw some product online. I think customers, we are omnichannel today. So I think that the, many of these uh, companies are trying to catch up, in a sense, with what the customers are, uh, are already doing. Uh, and I think that that's why it's, it's so important for companies like Amazon to start to integrate the, the physical experience into what they've been able to achieve, uh, right. to, what they've been able to achieve online. So to a degree, then, are they trying in their own manner to replicate maybe to a degree what they see from, say, a Walmart or a Target to a degree? Well, that's, that's I think, that when many, many people are, uh, are um, assuming that that's going to be the, the next move. And, and you, you can argue that it makes sense because... In, in many in many articles and, and interviews I've heard, like Amazon always make the case that online retail is only a fraction of the global retail uh, that happens uh, in 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 anywhere. And so I think that for them it makes sense to try to capture a bigger portion of the pie when you think of retail as in an omnichannel way, everything that's happening online plus offline. And Players like Target, Walmart are very successful, and they have been very successful offline. And I think they've done, in the recent years, many good attempts to offer this omnichannel experience by expanding and making a more robust online offering. I think we're seeing Amazon trying to move in the other direction, which I think it makes sense. I think it's, it's challenging. It's challenging because the, the way that they have excelled online, it's impressive. But companies like Walmart or Target, they've been excelling in the physical world with hundreds or thousands of retail locations, and, and that is not easy to achieve. So I think it's, it's, it's a move that makes sense, but it's not an easy one. So then what do you see as the path then for Amazon? And obviously they want to test run this to see how well it works. Uh, and with consumers wanting to get back out, if this has a level of success, I could very easily see them starting to, you know, to dot other markets across the country with with some of these Amazon stores. No, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that that's that's the hope that they they they, they have when they think of this move to so try to get their expertise on what they know about the customers, how much. Uh, they know of individual customers with their transactions, they, what they bought historically, and what they, even to some extent they, they, they have really good information on, on the searches that happen online because many of the search for products by start at the Amazon website, even if they end up being transactions in other sites. So I think they right. have a lot of very rich data to, to inform their decision on how to land into the physical world. I think that we... I mean, like we've seen that they really want to make that step when they bought Whole Foods. I mean, they, they want to get into groceries. Now they're trying to get into a different type of uh, physical store and, and trying to compete maybe closer to uh, what a Target or a Walmart is doing. And that is, like I said, it's not going to be easy for them because there are players that have been doing that for a while and they're doing it really well. And it would be right. interesting to see how much of an edge they have 
based on the data and the information they're able to collect online. All right. Santiago, great to have you with us for a few moments. All the best, sir. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Santiago Galino from the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.